still real to me, damn it! Hey everybody and welcome to Stylin' and Profiling with Cam and Zam. My name is Cam Porter, with me as always is my wonderful co-host Michael Zam. Pino, mm. Pino Grigio, Pino Noir, Pino Noir. That's much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here to talk to you about wrestling, specifically wrestling pay per views. More specifically, Starcade '86, the Skywalker. Skywalker. Uh, this is not a Star Wars themed pay per view, as the title might lead you to Nor believe. Nor is it really themed about the Skywalker. It's not because that wasn't even the main event. One match. One like match. Ten minutes. Not not even ten minutes. Honestly, the yeah. match itself. Five, six minutes time. I'll tell you what, though. It was a thorough, like, <laughs> play on my anxiety the yeah, whole fucking time. Yeah, oh my. Time. So the Skywalkers refers to, there's a match uh, that's just on scaffolding. They built this big things of scaffolding up, and they fight on top of it, like, 30 feet above the ring. Uh, yeah, it's basically, like, two shitty ladders yeah. across from, <laughs> yeah. from scaffolding. Yeah. I don't know if that's even what it's called. That's probably not even the right term. Yeah. I don't even know what scaffolding <laughs> is. It, it is scaffolding. I can oh, okay, say that cool, for cool. sure. I've worked in construction long enough. It is scaffolding. Tight. Uh, it's I'm not very good scaffolding, because bits of it keep falling off. Oh, yeah. It's very scary. Yeah, and, but it's there through the whole show. Yeah. And no one else ever touches it. No, it's just they don't use it as hanging a over the ring outside no. of the ring. No, uh, bunch of missed opportunities. And I the feel point like. of the match, the way to win is to throw your opponent to their death off of the scaffolding. <laughs> and yes. it's ve- oh, it's a it tag was... team match, and both yeah. both opponents must be thrown yes. off. Sweaty uh, palms and the must, entire time. Must cease breathing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is from November 27th, 1986. <laughs> uh, once again, we have the Greensboro Coliseum. Greensboro, Greensboro North, Coliseum, it's a double, North Carolina, double, and at the Omni in Atlanta, same once as again, 1985. This, this, I don't like the double venue thing. It's weird. It's confusing. I was watching it with my roommate who came in late, and so he didn't know. So he saw the scaffolding one match, yeah. and then it was gone the next, and then it was back the next, and he's <laughs> right. like, are they taking it down in between? Like, why Why does that keep disappearing? Oh, could you imagine? Oh my, why would that they do audio, that? Yo, t- Although it would make more sense than anything else in this goddamn (laughs) pay-per-view. Right. This event starts at 2 p.m. because we need a lot of time for building and tearing down this fucking thing. Uh, This fucking... We've... So this is our fourth Starcade. Yes. Fourth Starcade. 83, 84, 85, 86. Uh, Easily the most infuriating pay-per-view we've watched today. It is a tight three hours and 51 minutes. Yes, uh, and it is just wall-to-wall dog shit. It's fucking bonkers. Uh, I wrote down that they either really dug last year's music or couldn't afford a new one, but you found out something interesting. So we talked last time, a lot of the wrestlers had the same entrance music. It's not just because NWA was strapped for cash at the time, it's because... (laughs) Or that they were just super (laughs) fond of one song. that one generic rock song. It's because uh, when these were put on the WWE Network, they had to go back and change some of the music due to copyright reasons. Yeah. So they just replaced them with generic. So apparently, butt rock. they said copyright laws be damned in the original. In the original, they didn't give a shit. And so when they're going yeah. back to replay it, they're like, "Guys, we gotta we gotta fix this. We're gonna get, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. get sued. Yeah, retroactively." <laughs> Hey, remember um, that thing you did in 1986? <laughs> yeah, it's you get coming sued back. For it. <laughs> Shit. That kind of happened to Superfly Snooker when he murdered his girlfriend. True story. Yeah. True story. Uh, so we get the same 
weird Robin Hood style national anthem. Yeah, where it has like the Herald Trumpets intro. Yes. And then into the national anthem. At least again, at least they put it at the start of the show this time. But the last okay. I should have had you cue it up, but we'll just I'll just talk about it. The last note of the national anthem. Yeah. It sounds as if the tape stalls because, you know, it's like and the land and the free and the home and it just stays there. And as a musician, I almost had an aneurysm because it never resolved that fucking chord. It just faded. It out. never resolved the melody, is what I mean. And yeah, I, I, I and it just didn't. And it, it, it just, just ended. Stopped. It just stopped. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. This cannot happen. So I had to sing that part out loud, <laughs> just alone like, in your living room. Yeah, that was my um, my my Andy Bernard moment. <laughs> yeah, you got to finish. It. I had to. I had to sing it. Oh, oh my God! Um, we get Bonkers. double announced teams for this too. Whereas last time, it was just the one announced team. But thank God, no Gordon Sully. No fuck yeah! We get Bob Cottle and Johnny Weaver for Greensboro. Poor Johnny uh, and Weaver. And then for Atlanta, we get a still mustachioed Tony Schiavone. Yeah, yeah. And a guy named Rick Stewart. Yep. Who uh, just he looked like. Honestly, he kind of looked like he should have been a stand-up comic from back yes. then. I, I said he should have looked like. Uh, um, Ah, oh, Jesus. David Spade. Like yeah. A young, improv-era David Spade. Uh, uh, Citizens on Patrol. Yes. David yes. Spade. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah. Uh, shitty National Anthem, Tony Schiavone. Uh, let's just jump into it. Yep, first, first match, match, Tim Horner and Nelson Royal versus Rocky and Don Kernodal. Okay, now... Kernodal. Kernodal. They say that name a lot of K-E-R-N-O-D-L-E. times in the match. K-E-R-N-O-D-L-E. I thought it was Canoodle. Well, you know what Canoodle means, right? right? Yeah, fucking. Well, no, it, it specifically means to kiss and cuddle oh. amorously. So it's like necking. So, yeah. So like, every time they said the Canoodles. Like once you penetrate, it's not Canoodling Okay, anymore. that's just, yeah. <laughs> that's when you got to get graphic with it. You're only noodling until that catfish bites your hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're full on fist fishing. Oh God! God so, damn yeah, it! They said that word a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> uh fucking yeah. Uh, Don, we have a we have a couple of friends hanging out. Guys, don't be afraid to laugh out loud. You don't please. have to hold yeah. it in. Yeah. <laughs> it lets us know we're doing well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wrote down Don Canoodle. Canoodle. I'm just calling him Canoodle. Yeah, it's Canoodle. Don Canoodle. Looks like everyone's high school shop teacher. Yep. He's got that sort of mullet, but it, not quite yet, and I the think big mustache. This was the era where if you didn't have the really over-the-top like rock and roll mullet right. or whatever, you, like, just, you very... just looked like every other yeah. dude. It was either you were super mundane and normal, or like, I got a really poofy, crazy mullet, <laughs> or like yeah. mullet. Or the one blonde stripe in the back, like yeah. Manny Fernandez. Hey, the Raging uh, Bull. <laughs> the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, Perpetually I, broken nose. It's a weird thing about it, because I think it's just because NWA at the time with the territory, and it was all just these good old mm-hmm. boys. Like, they all had, like, day jobs. Yeah. And then they yeah. would have to go wrestle. So he might have just been a shop teacher. I don't know. Ooh, could be. Um, the refs just... I, the, in one venue, the refs are wearing the black and white stripes, right, the zebra stripes. classic ref look. In the other one, 
And it's the same as last year. The ref just wears that, whatever the fuck yeah, he wants. Just last year, bell he bottoms. Was, yeah, he was dressed like D when she was coaching basketball <laughs> yes, and always yeah, sunny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, with just a yellow jumpsuit. Dressed on. like April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, 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 just yellow head to toe. Yeah, like a crazy person. And this one, he's just he's got like, like blue pants blue. and a polo yeah. shirt. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Like he just came straight from home. And then there's the one I didn't keep track on which ones he was on, but there was the one referee. That had He-Man hair. Oh, I actually wrote down uh, that his hair was halfway in between Hulk Hogan yes. and Prince Valiant. Yes. It was like Hulk Hogan if he didn't start going bald. Right, right. But it was like Prince Valiant in that it had the really the hard real, lines. Like yeah, the hard, hard line bang, and then the back all yeah. the way across, exact same length, yeah. not a fucking hair longer yes. than the other one. It was ones. like somebody put a stepladder on his head and just <laughs> cut it at the length. Yep. Yeah. Oy vey. So, uh... Uh, I wrote down that Nelson Royal has minimum 20 years on his tag team partner. In this oh, my match. God, yeah. Like, conservatively. The, yeah. it, he's old. Uh, uh, I actually but, just looked. He was born in 1935. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. So he was already 54? Uh, yeah. Fuck. Math, I guess. I don't know. I'm not doing that. No, 51. Okay. That's 51. You. That's all you. 51. 35 to 85 is 50 years, right? All right, cool. I don't know. I have no. <laughs> I I got kicked out of high school. Yeah. I don't know math. Fifty one. Uh, let me see how old Tim Horner was. I don't know. Tim Horner was born in nineteen fifty nine. So mm. yeah, yeah, yep. Wow. Yeah. No, I was right. Yeah. More than twenty. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. that man should not be wrestling. <laughs> he should not. And <laughs> you can tell from this match. Off on this. You can tell from this match. He should not yeah. be fucking wrestling. So Don and Rocky are brothers. I wrote. Uh, do you do you think Don is jealous of Rocky's hair <laughs> because uh, they are brothers and one of them got the male pattern baldness gene and the other one did not. Yep. Like full full thick head of hair. The other one that is male uh, pattern mullet. Full on balding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this Poor match, guy. holy shit! This was it was a bad, really boring. This was a bad opening match. It ends with uh, a a, a roll reversal. Up, a fucking yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a, a I think roll Don Canoodle Don Canoodle rolls up Tim Horner, but then he just rolls through and yep. then pins him on the roll up. Mm-hmm. As okay, we'll call you, that we'll call it a roll reversal. Yeah, you went on a roll reversal. Good for a- you. AKA like your wife pegged you one night. Oh no! <laughs> That's huh. what. There's something you want to tell us? You got something? Oh no, that there? would never happen okay. in my household. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are way too boring. For that. Uh, not that I wouldn't let it happen. I mean, come on. Sometimes you know, look, you gotta, you gotta. When you're married, you gotta. You gotta put stuff you in gotta, there. Yeah, sometimes. you know, it's just you gotta keep the relationship alive. Keep the Second match. Alive. <laughs> Second match. Skip it. Uh, this is Brad Armstrong wrestling gorgeous Jimmy Garvin with Precious, with based on precious. the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> Damn it! You beat me to it. The second, the second oh, I yeah. saw that, I was oh, like, yeah. "I'm gonna have to get in there so fast." Oh yeah, uh, Jimmy Garvin comes out wearing. He's a, got a Rick James mullet. He's got a. He does. He does have a Rick James. Very poofy. Very curly. Like, yeah, like if a white guy had a Jerry curl. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. But he comes Which out. I hate saying, by the way, well, the term Jerry curl makes me feel very uncomfortable. That's what it's called. I know. It's not. But even it should like have a- an alternate <laughs> title. <laughs> It should have like an AKA. <laughs> yeah, uh, Garvin comes. We don't out. have one term for mullet. <laughs> well, no, we got a million, and I got yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, got to be another name for the. I'm, hold on, I'm looking this up. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what do white people safely call a Jerry curl? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that we get a great uh, wrestler and crowd interaction. 
uh, in this where Garvin yells, uh, shut your stinking mouths. And then as a crowd, they collectively go, we shan't. <laughs> we shan't shut our mouths. We decided as a group we won't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so here's, here's something. Uh-huh. So the Jerry Curl. Uh, was so named mm-hmm. because it was invented by a hairdresser named Jerry Redding. Oh, okay. So it was his name. Thank God. Yes. So it's okay. I think it's okay to call it that. So it's not like Jerry Rigging something. N- no. Because no. that. That's that's a whole different straight thing. Straight up racist. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a whole. This is this one's fine. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry, for I your appreciate precious hair your curls. your sweet ass girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Jimmy Garvin comes out in this like sparkly silver. Oh man. Pants and suspenders, and he gets in the ring. He's got this uh, like <laughs> fur coat. He takes the coat off, and then Precious takes his pants off, Yep. but he's wearing white trunks, mm-hmm. and it looks like he's just straight up in his tidy whiteies. Yep. That's what, one of the reasons why I said I don't like the white ones. <laughs> yes. No. He it starts just always looks off, like underwear. And I was like, what the fuck is Whoa. happening right now? Also, I like that she gets introduced as his valet. His valet. His valet? His valet. Why is she inside? She's supposed <laughs> she's, to be parking the fucking she's car. She's leading him. She's driving him to the ring. Oh, that's See? an usher. Well, all right. That's fair. <laughs> But Usher doesn't sound as, as pompous as Valet. Usher. Usher. <laughs> that might be Usher. racist. Uh, yeah, okay. Garvin takes his pants off. Tidy whities I didn't notice until she got down to the knee pads. The, and I was oh, like, oh, it's just wrestling. It's supposed trunks. to be that way. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote down during this match that the catwalk just makes it seem like the whole thing is unfinished. <laughs> yes. Like they didn't finish building the venue. <laughs> yeah. And they They've were like. Still raise we still got to raise We just got to go, up. guys. Yeah, it's showtime. It. Fucking, we gotta go. We're rolling live. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Just if leave they, it there. Fuck it. it. We'll have one of the matches on it. Just, ugh. If they had at least used it in any other matches, it would have made more sense. Or, no. or if, yeah, not even if other people had gone to the top, but like. Just like throw somebody into it. There you go. There's Climb, several right, times people right are outside the of the buckle. ring fighting. Climb on it. Get a little extra height to your elbow drop. Yeah. Not like, once is someone's head rammed into it. Yeah. No. Which I guess they were like, don't do that. It will it fall will the fuck apart. <laughs> we'll have to take a There's third There's a lot of really unsafe shit in this oh pay-per-view, God. which another one we'll get to later with uh, fucking Raging Bull. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, this match. Boring as fuck. Headlock 15 fest, minutes, 1986. 15 minutes. It goes the entire 15 minutes. It ends in a draw because the time runs out. 15 minutes, 10 minutes of it is a fucking headlock. Yes. Conservatively Legit. 10 minutes. Just trading headlocks back uh. and forth. Oh, yeah, this is where I wrote down that the ref's hair is half Hulk Hogan and half Prince Valley. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I wrote, uh, I wrote match ends by the time limit, a.k.a. eat shit, audience. Yeah, yeah. At one point, <laughs> one of the announcers, I think Bob Cottle, says, these men are giving it their all. No. And this was minute eight no, of the they headlock. they are milking they are, this time. No, this is not. This is they the opposite of good. They are taking a, a nap. Yeah. <laughs> these fucking assholes are shitting all over. And then... Uh, and then Garvin, uh, after the match, is, is uh, being held back, and he yeah. audibly says, you're lucky she's holding me back. He's referring to Precious, uh-huh. who weighs all of 110 <laughs> yeah, pounds. Like she can really hold like him back. He could throw her across the arena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're lucky she's holding me back. <laughs> really doesn't make she you look not. very strong she- there, Garvin. Yeah. <laughs> Just a point of fact, she is not. No, no, not at all. So now we go to the third match. Uh, match number three, we get... The Barbarian and... Shaska? Shaska Watley. Shaska Watley. I had to look him up. Yeah. Because I thought maybe he was somebody else that 
uh, he his face looked familiar enough to where I thought maybe he was another character later. Uh-huh. But then but I looked no. him up and no, nope. I, d- I did, did not know him. Shaska Um But yeah, Shaska. Shaska. That's weird. S-H-A-S-K-A. Is Sha- it his given name? Shaska. Uh, uh, let me look it up. I don't know. All I could think was Shasta the uh, whole time. His, and I was oh, like, I want me a soda. His given name is Pezavan Watley. Nope. It ain't Shaska. <laughs> it's not Shaska. It's something completely weird. Pezavan. Pezavan. Okay, so it has something to do with fish. Pescatarian, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pez means fish in a lot oh, of languages. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. In like Spanish and Latin, I think. Check out the big brain. Definitely in, in Spanish. Does it? Yep. All right, whatever. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Pescato. That's catfish. Oh, shit. Pescato. <laughs> I like that because it's just cat and fish. Yep. That's all it is. <laughs> Fish cat. Uh, fish cat. <laughs> uh, I love how they do the, the adjectives on the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So the Barbarian and Shaska Watley versus Hector Guerrero and Baron Von Raschke. Oh, my God. The uh, weirdest combos. Weirdest Both team. of these tag teams. Uh, Hector Guerrero comes from a great family, a great lineage of wrestlers, but oh, yeah. he has the most racist gimmick. He, he comes, comes out oh in God. a... Silver sombrero and two bandoliers yeah, yeah. wrapped around With him. Straight up bullets on him. Straight them. up bullets on him. Just the most like stereotypical what can we give a Mexican? Yeah, yeah. It is so bad. How can we make him more Mexican? How can we get across how can that we he's make Mexican him... aside from his name being Hector Guerrero? How can we make him look like the guy on the front of the Tapito or whatever <laughs> that hot sauce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah, yeah. brand that Tapatio. is. Tapatio. Tapatio, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, also, I wrote that uh, Baron Von Raschke looks like if Michael Berryman dressed up like George the Animal Steel. <laughs> if you don't know who Michael Berryman is, I understand you're not a fucking nerd. <laughs> but Michael Berryman, uh, just do a little image search for yeah. him. I'm going to pull him up for the people in the room so that they can see him. Um, he was in the original The Hills Have Eyes. He was one of the bad guys in Weird Science that yeah. shows up in the middle of the party. You, He's that bald guy that has like... No eyebrows. You'll know and, him when you see him. Uh, you'll know him when you see yeah, him. Yeah, he's in. He's been in a ton of movies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, if you picture him in a uh, yeah, <laughs> dressed yeah. like George the yeah. Animal Steel, that is Baron that's Von pretty Rache. much what Baron von he Rache looks, looks like. like. He looks like <laughs> if Doctor Frankenstein kept toiling and created an actual <laughs> working monster. That's what he looks like. Uh, except for that his it's the body of an elderly man. <laughs> yeah, with just, who's, yeah. Who's like, just breasts are sagging <laughs> yes. to his stomach. It's real. With an Abby normal brain in it. Yeah. Uh, and the crowd fucking loves him, which is the craziest yeah, part. Yeah, they went eight The entire for this time man. they are chanting for Von Ranschke. And his claw. Yeah. Which, God fuck damn that it. finishing fuck move. Fuck that claw. <laughs> I'm going to squeeze your forehead yeah. with one hand. And, and they say, like, I've seen, I saw a clip of William Regal talking about it where he says, like, it's like the, the thumb and the pinky are on the temples. But, like, you can't get enough You can't squeeze. do shit with your pinky. You can't do that. It's fucking stupid. Like, if, maybe if you just drive one thumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, into But the you got to be putting your whole body yeah. weight into yeah. it. Yeah. You would have he would he would have to take like all like six foot seven of Baron von Raschke. <laughs> it would put have him on to the ground, be jump off the top rope. Yeah, it would have to be like that first. scene in Broken Arrow where t- John Travolta <laughs> fucking is, is no he's holding oh, down yes, yeah, that's Christian right. Slater and he says, "What does he say? Uh, 
You ever had a, you know what an aneurysm feels yeah, like or something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's like your brain, or a concussion. He's like, your brain yeah. presses against your skull, and it feels like this. <laughs> God damn it, broken. How dare you make me remember that movie? <laughs> That's a John Woo classic, my Ugh. friend. I didn't know that was directed by John Woo, but now that you say that, everything makes sense. Oh, yeah. Everything is <laughs> falling like, oh, into place. That explains why all those cut, those swipe cuts. <laughs> like <laughs> That explains all the doves flying out of the train. Doves everywhere. <laughs> Fucking John Woo and those doves, man. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, there was actually one. Ooh, we get a full shot of Guerrero's ass oh, in yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Right before then, though, there's actually one really funny part. Uh, Guerrero is getting beat up the whole time, and he finally gets a break and goes to make a tag, but he goes to just an empty corner, and he really sells it. He's like, oh, God, where am I? And then he gets up and starts making his way over to Rashke, and I think uh, the you Barbarian. You think he did it by accident and then just played it I off? I don't know. I think it was because I've seen Eddie Guerrero do it. Mm. So I think it's just a Guerrero thing, yeah, or yeah. Eddie did it you know, to pay homage to him or whatever. I mean, it's a good sell. Yeah, but then Barbarian picks him up in like a fallaway slam position and just pulls his trunks almost completely off. Oh, yeah. You get a full-ass shot. Yeah, I saw his butthole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was not good. And it was so pale. Very. Very pale. Especially for a Hispanic man. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, Rashke wins. By um, the claw. By the claw. Ugh. To be honest, I thought this was actually a really fun match. Uh, it was, other than that was, part. Yeah. The, the, the finish was terrible, but I actually sure. kind of enjoyed it. Of, of the matches in this, I, yeah, that was one of the ones that I actually enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, after this, we get a backstage promo with <laughs> the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. It goes to uh, Johnny Weaver, who's talking, and he says, Dusty's been holed up. He hasn't given any interviews. He hasn't been on TV. He hasn't done anything. And then he opens the door and peeks in, and it's like every scene from every like '90s teen movie where they move to a new town and they're depressed. Yes, and the mom like Get opens out the door, of my room. yeah, and she's like, "Some of your friends here, they want to play," and he's like, "Leave me alone, mom, damn it!" And slams the room. Yeah, but it's just Dusty Rhodes going, "Leave me alone, daddy. Leave me alone. I want to be here with just, my thoughts. Just leave me alone. I gotta shave words into the side of my head." Nope, he just wrote just him on wrote there. Just wrote him on there. We'll get to that marker. later. We'll get to that later. With uh, apparently like a dry erase marker because yeah, it did it not rubs last off. for no, shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we go to fourth match, uh, the U.S. tag team title. The Kansas Jayhawks. The laziest fucking name the Kansas ever. Jayhawks. Where are you guys from? Kansas. Oh, yeah? What's the uh, mascot of the college team there? Uh, I think it's the Jayhawks. Cool. That's your team name. Can- All right. Really? <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, Kansas Jayhawks, Bobby Jaggers. Not I don't like Jager it. Jagger or Jagger, just Jaggers, and Dutch Mantel. Is that the really the super hairy one? Yes, Dutch the, was the with super. All the hair. Yes, I wrote, he yes. has all the hair. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the which other is... Jayhawk, I wrote, he has no business bleaching no. his hair. No. There are certain men like okay. He, Bobby Jager has the reverse Manny Fernandez. It was all blonde, but with one brown strip in the back. Which one hundred percent was not on purpose. No, no, he just there's no his fucking arms, way. His little arms couldn't reach because he's like a fat. Because he's fucking <laughs> yeah. fat. Yeah, first I have off. to have somebody else help dye my hair. I can't fucking reach See? back there. Yeah, yeah, right. But here's the difference between you and that guy: to 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 bleach your hair or to have like a mohawk or something like that, yeah. you have to have something else about your personality that makes you cool enough to pull it off. AKA like tattoos, yeah, or you know, a fucking sweet ass, you know, battle vest or some shit <laughs> yeah. like that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But no, this guy, Bobby Jaggers. This 
this guy straight up looks like if your shop teacher decided to fucking bleach <laughs> yeah. his hair and still wore fucking khakis yeah. Yeah. and yeah. a button up. You would definitely be like, what the fuck is that guy doing on the weekends? Yeah. That he looks like that. The thing is, guess what he's doing on the weekends? Still putting on his khakis. <laughs> <laughs> he's that way yeah. seven days a week. He's just trying to reconnect with his kids. <laughs> who, who are both in boarding school. Both, yeah, yes. <laughs> um. I want to talk for a second about Dutch Mantel, because like okay. you said, super hairy. And All it's funny, it. if you look at him now, he had a, a stint recently, the last couple of years in the WWE, where he played this character named Zeb Coulter, who was a very like Ooh. alt-right racist character. He was really fun. With a name but, like Zeb? Yeah, right? Zeb Coulter. Oh, not obviously uh, uh, a dig at anybody uh, yeah, there. Yeah. Well, no, um, it's not a dig, because if it's in the WWE, it is an homage. <laughs> yeah, right, yes. Because Vince McMahon probably jerks off to thoughts of Ann Coulter. <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> Wow, I don't. How could anybody do that? Oh, she is. It's she like looks jerking like off to Skeletor, a skeleton ghost. First off. She looks like a ghost of a skeleton. Like a skeleton somehow died <laughs> and became a ghost. That's what she looks like. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, an interesting thing about Dutch Mantel, though, is he was one of the only people that was around in the locker room when uh, Bruiser Brody was murdered. Oh yeah. Which I don't think we've talked about that. Bruiser Brody. Uh, was a big, it's huge in Puerto Rico, which Watch is where he was Watch the Behind the Titan Tron about Super about good. He died in 1988. He was murdered over a pay dispute before a match in Puerto Rico. And Dutch Mantel is one of the only guys. He was murdered in the dressing room. In the dressing room. Up. In the showers, in the dressing room. Fucking murdered. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of shit around, a lot of weird shit. So, like, uh, he he went to the hospital. Bruiser Brody did, and he was f- like, I mean, he was he wasn't fine because he was stabbed when he left the arena. <laughs> he, but was he was passed. Yeah, he w- well, he was stable when they got to the hospital, oh, okay. and then but he then passed. then uh, the Booker um, Jose Gonzalez, I believe his name was Hector Guerrero, and a couple other people that worked for Jose went to visit him in the hospital, and then he died, oh. which is a little weird. And then Dutch Mantel says that he was subpoenaed to give testimony against Jose, mm-hmm. uh, but the subpoena didn't reach him until after the trial, which seems a little strange. Well, yeah. But apparently Jose Gonzalez had a lot of pull down in Puerto wow. Rico. So there's a lot of shit around, and if you want to go down that wormhole, it's yeah, really interesting. I remember I watched that Behind the Titan Tron yeah. thing about it, but then I forgot all the details. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And Dutch Mantel, he's given a few interviews about him. You can find it on YouTube. It's, it's really interesting. I wrote that I don't care for these Jayhawks. They're, <laughs> they're gross. They are. They very much are. <laughs> uh, also, if there's no DQs, why can't all four just fight at the same time? Right. Why do it's they have the to tag? It's the same thing we talked Why about and the same thing that happens later in the fucking Ugh. cage matches. Ugh, God damn it. There's, there shouldn't be a ref in a cage match. There's no, no DQ. Right? Yeah. You are there strictly to count. Yes. That's it. God damn this. Man. So dumb. So then stupid. at the end of this fucking thing, we get a whip and chains. Yeah. yeah. The Jayhawks, the Kansas Jayhawks, pull out a fucking Indiana Jones bullwhip. Now, that chain you could fake, I think. Right. Because there's like that super lightweight yeah. sort of fake chain that, yeah. that you can get. But that whip, that, fucking that bull was whip. real as fuck. Yeah, and he really like gets them a couple of times, Right, too. and they take it on the legs because yeah. I guess they're like, that's the safest place. <laughs> yeah. But holy shit. Yeah. Like they, these dudes get full on bull whipped in their legs. Yeah, and, and one like, of them, one no of thanks. them, I think Crusher's on the top rope. Yeah, and he bull whips him, like wraps it around his feet and pulls him off. Which he could have gone backwards and uh, killed himself. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the fuck. When did it? All right, hold on, because now I got to look when Indiana Jones, when any of those movies came out. Because uh, if this was like Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think was as early as maybe eighty three. That's what I want to say. 
So Temple might have been like 85 or 86. I know. Uh, well, no, maybe it was later because Temple of Doom. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. I'm looking it up. You are? All right. Yeah. Sweet. I'll cut out this dead air. Uh, Temple of Doom was 84. Okay. So let's see when. Raiders must have been like 81. Yeah, 81 or 82. Raiders of your mom's arc. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Temple of Doom, Last Crusade was 89. Okay, so no, there wasn't any Indiana Jones hype around this time. Maybe they're like, they're filming Indiana Jones 3. <laughs> yeah. Excuse I heard bullwhip. Sean Connery's been tapped. Maybe I, Dutch Mantel, will be able to get in that movie. Maybe I will win a role as a walk-on in Indiana <laughs> Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh... Russians win with a chain shot. They hit Bobby Jaggers, I believe, mm-hmm. one of them, and then pin them. Yeah, uh, whatever. Stupid fucking match. <laughs> we'll be saying that a lot. Fifth match. Uh, Rick Rude Guys, versus Wahoo McDaniel. Get ready to go from six to midnight. <laughs> this is the sexiest yet also creepiest entrance music you'll ever hear. This is Rick Rude. Not that part. Ricky. You're so ravishing. Where did you come from? So breathy. And then just that soft jazz. I'm a hard-boiled detective. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm out to ask some broad some questions. (laughs) Hey there, Cookie. What do you know about what happened on Wednesday night? Uh, just in case anyone's wondering where Rick Rude does come from, it's St. Peter, Minnesota. Oh, he's in Minnesota. So boy. that answers that question. Uh, yeah. Did we mistakenly say at one point that Rick Flair was from Minnesota? I don't think so. Okay, good. Or wait, where is he Rick is Flair not. From? He is from North Carolina. Born in Tennessee, I think, or something like that, but uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, he was born in Tennessee. There you go. Yeah. Man, I wanted to say he was from Minnesota. Tennessee. Eh, he almost sounds like he's from Minnesota. Yeah. Well, he was adopted. Maybe his accent developed later. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I know. He was adopted from, uh, he was born by two parents from Minnesota. Yeah. And he was and then adopted as he got in older, Tennessee. And then as he got older. But he yeah. just, no, the accent was just ingrained. Yeah. It was genetic. That is actually a very <laughs> the interesting first thing. ever genetic accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guys, I don't know if you know, but accents aren't genetic. No. Depends on where you're from. <laughs> no. All right, and then we get Wahoo McDaniel with replaced music. Yeah. Because, <laughs> again, I was bothered by him coming down to that music. Yeah. But now it makes sense because I bet you 100 bucks. Originally, it was like, <laughs> yeah. and it was either copyrighted or just super offensive. Yeah. Or both. Or bo- I mean, honestly. Six of one. Yeah. Six of one. Uh, this was a boring ass match. Super fucking boring. Uh, Wahoo the rules wins. of this fight, though, are bananas. Oh yeah, it was an Indian strap match, <laughs> which means you have to, you you and your opponent are uh, strapped together. Just a long leather. Just strap a long leather strap. You have around to each of one person's wrist. One wrist. You have to then beat your opponent and touch all four ring posts by dragging by them dragging around. them and touch all four ring posts in order to win. Yeah fucking weirdest goddamn stipulation mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Although this, uh, I wrote that this was the first match we get blood in. Yeah. Uh, they were, they must Just have been surprising, back yeah, for, for these pay-per-views. Because the last yeah. couple, it was like 
one match I think we had, or one special we had two matches without yes. blood. Yes, out of the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> uh, I wrote. I also wrote that I think Paul Jones wants to be Robert Goulet. <laughs> Like his hair, mustache, yeah. and jacket. It's very, yeah. Very Goulet. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just remembered something, though. There were A couple of years ago at WrestleMania, there was a match between John Cena and Rusev that was the same stipulation, but it was a Russian strap match. So just whoever's the the foreigner, the ethnic person whoever's the, the ethnic person, in the match. gets to decide. It's that kind of strap. <laughs> yes. Ugh. It's insert ethnic here strap match. Oh, I can't wait to get to the legit WCW and the Yappa Pie Indian strap match. <laughs> like that is way too fucking specific. <laughs> yeah, you can't go the name and fucking tribes now. Yappa Pie and just oh, I want that promo of Hulk just yelling Yappa Pie. <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah, Wahoo wins. Uh, and then we get a rude. sweet ass, a sweet ass fucking promo. Oh my god. A sweet-ass promo with the Russians, uh, Ivan Koloff, and Crusher Khrushchev, yes. a.k.a. Smash from Demolition, <laughs> yes, uh, a.k.a. The Repo Man, Gonna... <laughs> a.k.a. 100% not Russian. Yes, and we'll, we'll, you'll hear. So this is going to seem it long. It starts off, first <laughs> off. But bear with us. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to go back real quick. You can't see it. Wahoo McDaniel. The crowd sh- the crowd shuts off. It cuts to them. They're talking. No audio. Oh, yeah, yeah, the audio is so There it goes. Yeah. And then it comes it's in. Still, and out. Yeah. As you can see, we are still United States heavyweight tag team champions. United States Not cha- only heavyweight. But out beating this Jayhawkers. Now, this now we're looking forward to thousands of American dollars in these bunkhouse stampede match. Thousands of American dollars. And we're looking forward especially to getting this Dusty Rhodes inside the stampede match and beating some heads. At least in. he's trying. Now, Dusty Rhodes like, will never forget what you have done yeah. to Nikita, poisoning his mind, making American out of him. For this, making we will destroy you. And Nikita, later tonight, you are meeting world champion Ric Flair. And you are capable of defeating him. I have trained you very well. You are a stubborn, determined man, and I hope you do defeat him, because it would no be any greater punishment for Crusher or myself to take world title away from him. Crusher. And then we get the other Nikita, Russian. I've known you for a long, long time, and you're a very greedy man. Usually what you want, you get. Well, tonight, if you should take this world title from Ric Flair, not even trying. I demand you give me a title shot first. I because am from Russia. All you are is a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> and, a coward, and I will beat you, and I'll beat you bad. And that goes for you, Dusty Rose, too. I'll slap you down like a dog. Isn't that right, Evan? This is right, you know. We're looking forward to... Sounded like he called him Evan. <laughs> Isn't that He's right, like, Evan? This is my, my Russian partner, Evan, Evan. Koloff. <laughs> um, he's not even... At least this time... Last time on 85 when they did the promo and he was just doing just his regular American accent, he kept referring to stuff like the motherland and yes, mother yeah, Russia. Yeah, yeah. At least this time he didn't do any of that. And I feel like the first line he said, I feel like he tried a Russian uh, accent. It does, it does. And then immediately gave up. Hold on, he I'm going like, to go back. I'm going to go like, back. He tried it and then was like, I can't do that. I don't know, I don't know how to do that. All right, all right, turn it back up because I want right, to... Because I thought the same thing. We're going to listen to that a little closer. I hope you do defeat him because it would no yeah, be right. any greater punishment for Crusher or myself to take world title away from him. Crusher. That's right. And Nikita, I've known you for a long, long time, and you're a very greedy man. I've known you for a long, long time, <laughs> and you're, and a you're a very, very greedy, greedy man. 
just instantly dropped it. He's like, I can't do it. He's like, nope, forgot. Can't Ho- do totally it. Totally not Russian. <laughs> super, super duper not Russian. All I wrote down after this is uh, at least one of these guys is trying. Oh, yeah. For real. Not well, but he's trying. Not well, but he's doing it. Yeah, see what a little effort will get you, folks? <laughs> uh, that leads you us in. You won't have to later become the Repo Man. Oh, God. Hey, but he did really good with Demolition. Sure. Yeah. But then the Repo Man, who the po- we've the poor man's we road put, warriors. Did we put Repo Man on because our list of terrible gimmicks? Yes, we did. Okay, good. Uh, but now we have proof that the Road Warriors came before Demolition. Yes, yes. and are thus a million times you know cooler because they had fucking pants on. I think he might be th- whoever that guy's name is. Might be our first entry because I want to put Crusher Cruz Jeff on our terrible gimmick in the, list in the worst characters. Yes. yes. So just that guy every just, he, yes. two out of three of his gimmicks yes. are in the worst characters ever list. Yeah. Because uh, Repo Man is just fucking t- Barry Allen Darso. That's his name. Well that's what you get for being named Barry. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. There are cool people named Barry. So here's a list of the gimmicks he's had. Crusher Cruise Jeff. Barry Friedman. Uh Smash he's Crusher cool Cruise Jeff Repo Man. The Blacktop Bully. Uh-uh. And like it. Mr. Hole-in-One, Barry Darso. Wh- huh? Mr. Hole-in-One. So, so wait he's a, a golfer? He had a, yeah. He had a golfing gimmick. Somebody was supposed to be intimidated by a golfer? <laughs> yes. In the world of Unless wrestling. Unless he drove a golf cart to the ring and ran his opponents over. Then, yeah. Or was just hitting people with, with drivers. Yeah. yeah. Then well, I no. guess an iron would probably hurt more because a wood yeah. is kind of hollow. It's not as heavy. But it's it's... A thicker, you yeah, but know, you could the, like penetrate someone's temple with a that's fucking true. nine you hit them iron right on that tip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could just impale their brain with it. <laughs> Guys, murder with golf clubs. Murder with golf clubs. We or, got you covered on silent profiling with Cameron's and <laughs> how to murder people with golf clubs. He could do a uh, fucking Casey Jones thing, have the golf bag, but have like barbed wire two by fours and shit yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Casey Jones, what's your speed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wrote in this first off. Uh, f- oh wait, no. We're, okay, so now yeah, we no, no, now yeah, we get match. into the sixth match. Uh, Sam Houston <laughs> versus Bill Dundee for the Central States title. Central States title. Apparently, there's a title just for Oklahoma and Kansas and Texas and whatever the yeah. fuck is about. Well, okay. Kansas. So last time we talked about like there was the Florida title. Too many titles. Too many titles. I had a friend that listens to the show. Billy, shout out Billy Carr. Uh, who texts me very mad almost after every show because we get something wrong. Oh, that's nice. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have him on. I want him to do like a corrections episode nice. where he just yells at us. We should just name him the corrections department. Yeah, he's the Billy Carr corrections are. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> Nailed it. There we go. Billy Carr corrections are. <laughs> he, uh, he told me it was because for these pay-per-views, they would take all the titles from the smaller territories that was under the NWA mm. banner and defend them. Well, but sure. Then, like, yeah, the Florida would generally only do it in Florida. Don't make blah. it less dumb. I know, it's still fucking stupid, but <laughs> at least now we have somewhat of a reason. Yeah, I guess. They just didn't want to get rid of them. They were like, we got this title, too. <laughs> yeah. We made this belt. <laughs> we spent a little bit of money on this. It was like $45. <laughs> all right, sixth match, Bill Dundee. Versus Sam Houston from Waco. Uh, I didn't <laughs> rin, I th- I didn't write anything down about this match until the end. Everything because... I wrote down about this was about Bill Dundee. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, also I wrote that Sam Houston is the first wrestler I think I noticed that we've since we've started yeah. that did not automatically look forty. Yes, like he looks. Yes, he young. looks like a young dude. He looks. Yeah, and uh, uh, I, I just wrote Dundee's jacket. Yeah. Um, Which uh, we saw Sam Houston before on, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Royal Rumble, or not Royal Rumble, uh, 
WrestleMania three, I believe. He's something uh, like that. Yeah, he's a uh, because uh, um, that's why I wrote down that his last name is Houston, but he's from Waco. Yeah, he's Jake. He's Jake the Snake's brother. He is. Yeah, we talked about that. I'm, oh. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, because he was oh. in one of like. <laughs> did he have a better go at life than no, Drake? No, not really. Aww. Sam Houston was the height of his career. Holy poor guy. Um, so, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> Sam Houston has what I am dubbing the that seventies mullet. Yes, uh, because yes. It, it was uh, very wavy, uh-huh. very wavy, very uh, Charlie's Angels like, uh, but still a straight up mullet. Uh, meanwhile, Bill Dundee has what I call the Peter Dinklage in 1987 <laughs> mullet, which if you just Google image Peter Dinklage 1987, yes. you will see it, and it is <laughs> wonderful. Oh, my God. Um, and then, which is also kind of funny, because I, I had already made a, uh, a, a, a you know, a <laughs> sort of a correlation to a, a, a little person, yeah. and then the crowd starts chanting, and I had to rewind it because I was like, what are they yelling at him? They're yelling, Dundee's a shrimp. Yes. <laughs> Dundee's a shrimp. Very. Uh, Remember in the 80s when being called a shrimp was like a big deal? It was like, that. that's my main problem with like 80s movies. When you have like. 80s insults. Somebody like, somebody like Biff Tannen from Back to the Future, who's a fucking rapist and attempted oh, sh- murderer. Yes. And what's his comeuppance? Oh, he drives into a manure truck. He, he gets, gets something poop spilled. on him. He gets slime. That's that's his for being a rapist and an attempted murderer. He gets a little. He poop gets a little him. poop on him. He's got to go take a bath. That was the fu- that is my problem with every '80s movie is that the, the whoever the main villain is is always just like oh I got well, some marshmallow on me. Well, it's also just '80s '80s insults. Yeah, are like. I thought that like they exaggerated that in movies, but apparently <laughs> no, no. not. Yeah, because apparently, shrimp. yeah, the whole crowd is like, yeah, you know what'll get him? Call hey, him a fucking shrimp. I bet if we call him a shrimp, <laughs> he'll get pissed. Yeah, yeah. I've got a sweet heckle for us to, to use as a group. Yeah, we're gonna call him a shrimp, yeah. guys. Do you think one person in the group was like? Don't be such a pussy. <laughs> no, I think there's at least one person in the group going, guys, we don't have to be so harsh. <laughs> Come on, this is really pushing he's, it. Uh, he's an av- he's of average height. Listen, look, <laughs> these look other him. men are much taller than him. If in the in the average, yes. you know, of yeah, yeah, yeah. people. So let's not bring him down. Come on, I mean, he's trying his best. He's doing his best. Oy, apparently not. <laughs> uh, Sam Houston wins via disqualification. His boot comes boot. off. His boot comes off. And then uh, gets used Bill against Dundee him. picks you know, his boot up and hits him with his own boot. They say you're seven, 70 percent more likely to be accosted <laughs> by your own boot in your own home. <laughs> That's why you never keep loaded boots in your own home. That's right. You're you seventy percent more likely to use them unloaded. Yes. <laughs> Don't let your kids play with boots. Don't let your kids find your unlocked boots <laughs> <laughs> and get themselves disqualified from life. <laughs> yes. Uh, and also, be sure if you're wearing your boots out in public, get a concealed carry permit. That's right. A concealed wary permit. Hey! hey! And on that joke, we'll take a quick commercial break. All right. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hello there, everybody. I am here to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Thompson Cigar Company. Whether you're new to the hobby of cigars or a longtime aficionado, Thompson Cigar Company has a solution to all your smoke needs. 
Since the day they were founded in 1915, making them the oldest mail-order cigar company in the country, which is pretty freaking awesome, they've always been devoted to delivering a massive selection of products covering all price ranges and tastes at a fraction of what a comparable brand would cost. To ensure that your cigars are always fresh and full of flavor, Thompson Cigar Company operates out of the largest inventory humidor in the United States. They also have 200 trained professionals on hand and ready to provide personalized customer service and can answer any question you could ever have about cigars. Plus, there's a bonus. Because you listen to our podcast here at Channel 4.5, we have an exclusive offer that will save you money. Click a link in the description of our show and receive one of three offers. Purchase any cigar in their special cigar collection and your entire order ships free. Or receive free shipping on any orders $99 and above. Or, third or, save up to 73% when you purchase a five-pack Fever Cigars. Shop Thompson Cigar and save money and support our shows. Two Planet Productions is a team comprised of some of the most talented wedding photographers, videographers, and production designers with over 20 years of combined experience in the industry. Besides working with some of the most beautiful brides in the world, they have also produced content for commercial businesses and nonprofit organizations such as the Tulsa Mayor's Office, the Arts and Humanities Council of Tulsa, Tulsa Lifestyle Magazine, Rocklahoma, and musical acts such as the Deftones. Members of their staff and of the Two Planet team have won multiple Couples' Choice Awards and Best of the Best Awards from The Knot, Wedding Wire, and were part of the team that was voted People's Choice for Best Photographers from Tulsa People Magazine 2013. Two Planet Productions remains the most affordable group of fun, professional artists to entrust your life's most precious moments to. www.twoplanetproductions.com, find them on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or call 918-280-8528. And... We have an exclusive deal that you can only get if you listen to the Channel 4.5 Network. If you tell them that we sent you, you will receive a free single-session shoot with the purchase of any wedding package. That's a $500 value for free. That free session could be an engagement, bridals, first anniversary photos, or anything else that you want to be saved and captured forever. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are still talking about Starcade '86, and will be for the next week and a half. <laughs> oh my god! Because uh, all the real crazy shit happens. Yeah, from this here coming up. Uh, match number seven: the Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant versus Paul Jones. Jimmy Valiant with Big, Big Mama. Mama. Who? Look, I don't want to be crass. I don't want to objectify women. That's not what this podcast is about. But Big Mama has some of the biggest tits I've ever seen in my life. There was something different about fake tits in the 80s. Yes. Where they were just like boulders. Like they yeah. were rocks. Yeah. They it wasn't so just, hard. It wasn't just like an enhancement. It was like a full another human on your chest. Yeah. It was, it was as if they like just put like physical items in there until they were <laughs> yeah. as big as they there could. There was no saline or any of that yeah, shit. No, they it just, was just stuffed it full of yeah. shit. <laughs> put and, some, and just put some fucking like, you like, <laughs> fucking packing peanuts yeah, you in hit there. A, you hit a knuckle against it and you're like, is that a remote control? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's where that went. <laughs> the doctor just shoved it in your titties. You can tap, you can tap one, it'll swing at the other like a metronome. And That's just, right. And then it's just uh, the click, click, continuous click, momentum. Click, yeah. Yeah. Whatever those stupid things are called. <laughs> you know, office desk balls. Yeah, whatever. Whatevs. Uh, 
We raging bull uh, in oh yeah so this is Jimmy Valiant uh, Paul Jones who is uh, accompanied uh, comes by Manny Fernandez who is a heel now he apparently a heel. Uh, Fernandez gets locked in a shark cage hoisted above the ring to make sure he doesn't interfere so to make sure that he doesn't interfere in the match they put him in a fucking cage yep and then lift him up now, and as they're lifting him I, this dumb motherfucker. He is- Bouncing all over the place. He climbing. legit climbs up like halfway yeah. and then jumps yes. as if he's trying to get it to break so yes. he can come down it and help. It was fucking terrifying. Dude, if that breaks, you're, you're dead. dead. Not only that, you might fall on one of the other people in the ring. And kill someone yes. else. Uh, so And he's doing that throughout the match. Yeah. Just trying to <laughs> yes. get it to break. I'm glad they didn't cut to it too much because I was like sweaty palms oh, watching him up there the whole once time. Once he got inside, I was like, mm, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. He's going to get horrifically injured and I yeah. don't want it. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't want to see it happen. I don't want to see another Owen Hart. Oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no. He would be like, did you know that wasn't the first time? Apparently, that's how Manny <laughs> Fernandez died. Oh, Jesus. Um,. <laughs> This match, uh, we've talked about Jimmy Valiant Jimmy before. Valiant he's, in this match is dressed like a pirate. Yeah, he's got he's red and black stripy pants. Like vertically striped. Yeah. Like at a, at a slight angle. Yeah, it kind of comes up on the hips. They've got, uh, uh, yeah, like a, the and a slight poof like a, like a pirate yeah. pant. Yeah. Uh, where they have the weird like hip poofs. Yeah. Hip, hip, hip poofs. Hip poofs. Guys, pop your peas. I can't pop the hip. Hip Pop, pop your peas. Hip poofs. <laughs> And uh, he welcome is, to the Pop and Peas podcast. This is a this is a hair for hair match, and apparently Jimmy Valiant has already lost his hair. Right. Um, so if he loses, Big Mama shaves her head. Now, when was she on board with this, or was this something that they were like, "This is what's happening. We're going to shave your fucking head if Listen, he loses this match." She came to and the she's ring. Like, I don't. She, like that? She came to the ring and she was shaking her titties around, so I'm pretty sure she was... They were not shaking. They were <laughs> she was fixed. moving them. They were fixed in one position. She was she was directing her, yeah, yeah, her they, movements like a boat ballast. They moved with her body to... like an old man who's broken his neck <laughs> oh, that God. can't turn his head. Like Tim Burton era Batman, where the, yeah. the cow was just one piece so That's he right. couldn't move his head. That's right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, 80s fake tits were weird. No. I still love them. Look it up. Uh, yeah. God damn it. I wrote uh, jumping around in that cage like a maniac made yeah. my b-hole pucker. Yes. Uh, I did not like it. Yeah. Um, um, I swear to God, I'm pretty sure you can't hear it, but you can see his lips as they put him in the cage and he's being lifted up. He straight says, fuck you to walk. Yes, McDaniel. he does. He points right at and him. He goes, fuck you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Jimmy Valiant wins this one. So they get to shave Paul Jones' head, and they do. They do. They legit like they. We see the whole yeah. haircut. It's not like the Rowdy Roddy Piper shaving Adrian Adonis's head, where he just like cuts a chunk out and then throws it to the audience. Like this is yeah, during the match. I wrote Paul Jones is awful at this. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. He is not good at wrestling. No, not at all. Um. Oh, I wrote down in all capital letters: Stop throwing hair. Yes. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Brutus Beefcake. This shit, anytime there's a fucking hair match where people get their hair cut, which, first off, just stop doing that. Yeah, it's a dumb... But every dumb. fucking time, either the person who cuts the hair or their fucking accomplice or right. whatever yeah. picks their, it up and just throws it into the air, 
Like, it's hair. It's not going to go that far. You are in an arena where there are giant industrial air conditioners <laughs> blowing. That is going in everyone's mouth. It's going in their drinks. They're getting fucking Paul Jones's gross, sweaty hair. Why am I itchy? Oh, because I have another human being's cut hair <laughs> on my fucking person. That's disgusting. Oh, God. I cannot. Yeah. Ugh. And as a kid, it did not bother me nah. in the least. Nah. But now as an adult, I'm like, gross, stop it. <laughs> stop right now. Uh, and then... Uh, After the match, Fernandez gets out of the shark cage. And, and quote-unquote, hits Valiant from behind. Yeah. But if you watch it, Valiant has finished the haircut, uh-huh. is standing in the middle of the ring, Just waiting. watches him yeah. hit him from the side. Yes. So he definitely didn't... If anything, he T-boned him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a collision. Yeah, this was a perpendicular <laughs> attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, that was not an attack yeah. from behind. Then uh, uh, Rick Rude comes out and helps him helps him beat him down. Yeah, we get a Rick Rude uh, double team. Yep. <laughs> oh fuck! And Nobody then, wants uh, a Rick Rude no. double team. I bet Rick Rude's dick was thirteen inches long. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Before he started doing steroids. okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, you gotta get that confidence from somewhere. The idea of seeing his penis frightens me. I'm not going to lie. Legitimately. Kind of me. I'm not. Like, I would be terrified of I it. I feel like if you saw it, you would either be, like, very overwhelmed or very underwhelmed. But there's no in-between on that penis. But you just start sucking It's it. either way too big or way too small. You either cry and run away or <laughs> laugh. <laughs> yeah. Either way, Lily Vay. Um, oh, okay. We're going to play. Dick cast. We're going to play a sweet-ass a sweet ass this promo. This is a promo for a pay per view that will Bunk be coming House up Stampede. in the next month or so. Yes. We'll be doing the first Bunkhouse. Uh, also, Bunkhouse Stampede. Also, why the fuck is there an intermission? <sighs> we never needed one before. We, but in this, we have a full. And this oh, is even before I'll the intermission. I'll tell you why. We needed to, for some fucking ungodly reason, fill three hours and yes. fifty-one minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is the Bunkhouse Stampede promo. And the winner will be the last man standing. And now, here to tell you all about the second annual Bunkhouse Stampede is Nelson Royal. A.K.A. the elderly man from the first match. I just want to set the scene real quick. Yeah, yeah. Nelson Royal is sitting outside of some kind of clubhouse. Mm -hmm. He's got a cowboy hat on, got his denim shirt on, looks just straight cowboy around a campfire. Yeah, yeah. And he's... like the scene... uh, the sing-along scene in Three Amigos. Yes, exactly. He's just sitting around, or like the farting scene in Blazing Saddles. Yes. Just a, just a down-home country like, cowboy. He, he probably got a pot of beans on that fire. And some paste picante sauce. <laughs> you remember those little New commercials? New York City! New York City! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! So just to set the scene, I just want you to picture the most stereotypical like Clint Eastwood cowboy shit. But obviously on a sound obviously stage. Obviously on a sound stage. fake. Yes. Howdy, partner. Come on in and have a cup of coffee. I'm glad you could make it because I've been asked to explain a few things about a bunkhouse stampede match, and I consider myself an authority on it. But I was in the first one that was ever held in Texas, and I came out of it with a broken arm. And where they derived from was in the western part of the country where you had 10, 15, 20 men living in a a bunkhouse, something like this behind us here. And when you put men that close together, you've got to have problems. They're either going to fuck or they're <laughs> going to fight. Say, this, that can go 
one of two ways. It is either the bunkhouse stampede or the brokeback stampede. I was going to say bunkhouse. When there was no other way to to settle it, you did one thing. You went outside and you went the way you were. You might have your boots on. You might have your jeans. Have your shirt. You might be buck naked and rock hard. And that's how you went out. And your winner of something like that was the man that was left standing. Uh-huh. And now they've come along, like I said, a few years ago, and they had this bunkhouse stampede. Dory- I'm legit waiting the last for him man to, like, to bust a nut. Loses. I'm legit waiting for him to like bust out a guitar and start singing a song about Bigfoot or some shit. I'll- like it's such a weird, wistful like. <laughs> I also like to think that before they were like, guys, who's the worst storyteller we have on our <laughs> roster? Who's the person who, when they start to tell you a story, you want to kill yourself? Well, that beat old Nelson Royal. Let's put him on the promo. <laughs> It's literally, it's the weirdest thing. He's like this old, like, he's talking about it like it's something that happened in the 1800s that nobody remembers. Yeah, and it is very much just on the line of being, of describing very, a, an aggressive yeah. male orgy. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, why can't I quit you? Funk scene, you had it in Texas. And it's one of the wildest things you'll ever see in your life. I bet it is. <laughs> the second... Worst thing that you can be in and most dangerous match is a battle royal where you've got 20 men in a ring and the only way that you can be eliminated is to be thrown over the top rope. Well, you take these two and you combine them, put them Whoever together. Whoever comes last loses. That's right. And you've got something that's really a deadly match because money, greed, and bad blood make things a lot tougher than what they really are. Because you've got. He's, he's, men just, he's that making it up. He's, he's making it up on his spot. Bring the, are virtually no rules. There's nothing. Think right to in the middle of it, he was like, I don't have anything else. You can bring a cowbell. You can bring a good branding iron. We like, we need, good we need iron. a minute and a half. <laughs> Nelson, we need a minute and a half. type of match, you have no friends. Because there's no, there's no such thing as a friend when you're in that. You have to watch your when back. When you're in that. There's no such thing as a friend, only lovers. <laughs> front, everything about you. No, he goes, you got to watch your back, you're your in front, danger of everything hurt. about you. You get broken legs because of people flying around in the rain. Burst timing. Like I said. Broken legs money from involved, people flying around the ring. There's a lot of things can happen. And the only way that you can be a winner in this You've got to be the last man standing in the middle of the ring. And when I say the last man standing, Mister, that's that is a problem within itself. Uh, is it? Me, well, if all these broken legs are happening, oh yeah. Eliminated from this match is to throw you over the top rope. We covered right, that. Now Nelson. he's just—he's just. Oh god. Now he's just it. repeating himself because he has Alzheimer's because he's fifty fucking one years I old. I swear to God, like. I was expecting the fucking dudes from City Slickers to come out, and like they're gonna, we're gonna go look for Curly's gold, like Jack Palance. What the just f- yes, on. what the fuck was this? I don't know. I get that they're trying to appeal. It's fucking North Carolina. They're trying to do the whole country thing, but goddamn. But guys at home, if you have the WWE Network, rewatch Please that. Please watch and, this and and just rewatch that part and and imagine just he so is describing see... a male orgy. <laughs> yes, and it is. Fucking one hundred percent the oh most erotic thing God. you'll ever hear in your life. I'm like, oh, I'm so mad. Yeah. So then we get another weird, uh, just compilation of shit that's happened uh, over the past few months. Yeah. At which they, point, well, they come back for a second and they say, after that, they say 
we're going to take an intermission. Yeah, yeah. So they announce the intermission, and then they play more. They've got a trailer for uh, the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. Right. And uh, whoever's doing that one, the guy that's doing the whole, like, in the promotion thing. He's uh, he's the early Todd Pettengill. Yeah, yeah. If he you remember keeps, Todd Pettengill. He keeps pronouncing New Orleans as New Orleans. Ooh, he's like, I want to pronounce every vowel yeah, in New that Orleans. word. I'm giving every vowel its due moment. It was fucking infuriating. New Orleans. So during that montage, we learned that the Bushwhackers apparently started in NWA yes. and were known as the Sheep Herders. Mm-hmm. They're like, you guys are from Australia? New what Zealand. do you guys do there? New Zealand. Well, they said Australia oh, in this they? promo. Oh, okay, okay. So they may have been from New Zealand in real life. Right, but, but they were like, like, nobody knows where New Zealand is. Yeah, yeah. This is 1986. <laughs> Who the fuck knows what yeah. New Zealand nobody, is? Nobody you're in this Australia. territory knows anything outside of Greensboro and Atlanta. That's right. You're from Australia. You herd sheep. You're the sheep herders. <laughs> yeah. Now get the fuck out of my office. Get out there, dude. Be Paul Hogan. <laughs> I'm Jim Crockett. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so and this is a long ass intermission too. So long. So we're gonna say fuck it. That's all we're gonna talk about yeah. is the bushwhackers. We jump uh, into match number eight. Ron Garvin, aka Miss Atlanta Lively. <laughs> yes, Miss Atlanta this, Lively. This poor man was forced to, to wrestle in drag a he's, few couple. He's er, finally yeah. Last year, I yeah, think. It was, yeah, the it was last. last it was eighty five. Yeah, because it was him and Jimmy Valiant. That's right. Yeah, and that tuxedo match or whatever. versus Big Bubba. Big Bubba Rogers, aka, AKA? Big Boss Man. Ooh man. Yeah. From Cobb County, Georgia. Cobb County, Georgia. If you ever take a trip to Cobb County, Georgia, oh, that's all I remember about his thing. Then a big boss man. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put it in your but <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna do well at that bunkhouse stampede. That's right, that butthouse stampede. Uh, <laughs> guys, now I know there's so many things you could put in there. Yeah, oh. humphouse stampede, <laughs> fuckhouse stampede, <laughs> butthouse stampede. God damn it, <laughs> honkhouse stampede. I want to change the name of this podcast to fuckhouse stampede <laughs> or honkhouse. Honkhouse. It's <laughs> really good. Just a bunch of hunks. <laughs> Why isn't that a term anybody uses anymore? Hunks. What a hunk. What a hunk. <laughs> What a babe. What a hunk. <laughs> hubba hubba. So, <laughs> Big Bubba Rogers, Big Boss Man. If you know him, you know he was probably uh, from the late 90s. In the, I swear uh, to God, when I looked at the younger version of him here, yeah. I was like, that could be my dad. Yeah, yeah. I but swear, he looked like, a lot like me. He originally, he started off as a prison guard. That was his gimmick. And then he moved to like, this tactical SWAT team look. But here, he's just a bodyguard, but he comes out dressed like he's cosplaying one of the Blues Brothers. Except for in a shitty blue suit, yes. not a black suit. <laughs> right. like, it's but he's got, he's got the fucking Ray-Ban. And he's coming out to a, a generic blues, version of yeah. the theme from Peter Gunn, yes. which was the music from... Spy Hunter and a bunch of other shit. So he comes out to that, but he's dressed as if someone was like, hey, we're all going to dress like Blues Brothers for Halloween this year. And he went home (laughs) and he's like, I have one suit. It's blue. And they were like, fuck it. Fuck it. Just wear that. Wear your shades. Grab your dad's fedora. He never saw the movie or the skit or anything. So he someone just told him about it. Yeah, he heard Blues Brothers. was like, I got to go get a blue suit. Oh, they wear suits. Yeah. Blue, blue, obviously. Blue, blue suits, obviously. Yeah. I'm not even going to yeah. ask. He almost called someone. Like, he had his <laughs> yeah. hand on the phone and like, to call mm, and ask about it. He's like, blue suits, he's I like, think no, I understand. Bubba, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> it's blue. the Blues Brothers. Obviously, their last name isn't Blues, and they play Blues music. <laughs> yeah. Duh. They just wear blue suits and a shitty fedora. Oh, God. Because he comes out in that. There's a part in this match where Ron Garvin pulls a tw- like a 20-foot bungee cord <laughs> out of his boot. <laughs> yes. And he... 
they've been wrestling for quite some time, so the end of this bungee cord is now stuck underneath his foot. Yes. And he cannot get it he's all the just way out. Tugging and so pulling. he's wrapping it and himself yes. basically around around uh Big Boss Man. Yes. And it's just another attempted strangling uh-huh. in the NWA <laughs> where they're like just wrap it around his fucking neck and throw just him over and, ropes and shit. Just it was, legit try and kill him. Yes. Who cares? Who gives a You're shit? You're not fucking insured. I don't care if you die. <laughs> I'm Jim Crockett. <laughs> uh, so uh, at one point in this match, they're both down, and it's a street fight. Yeah. So like, it's basically like boxing. Somebody has right. to get knocked. Whoever out for... gets up, yeah, it's a it's a last man standing essentially. There's so we get to the point in the match where we are forced to root for a race to yes. get off the yes. ground. Yes, they're both knocked down. The first person to stand up, yeah, wins the fight. Yeah. And uh. Uh, I Ron stood Garvin, up before you. I am the better man. Ron Garvin gets up first, but Jim Cornette hits him with his fucking tennis racket and fucking kills him, apparently, because he drops again. Then Big Bubby gets up. And then we get a very audible bullshit chant from the crowd. Yeah, nice, a nice, solid very bullshit nice, chant. Which they went from, he's a shrimp, to bullshit! Yeah, yeah. Like, they something like, happened. Yeah, they got really good. This might have been the other venue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. it was like Greensboro. Yeah. They're, real, they're real, you know, This was, yeah, this was proper. This is, this is where the Skywalker match was. So this was Greensboro. Oh, so in Atlanta, the, the Atlanta, they're very Atlanta. nice. It, it's this Atlanta, is Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. We've all we got, ain't gonna yeah. be like that too. We've yeah. all got nice peanut farms down here. Well, <laughs> we we just take things relaxed and slow. Like I molasses. do declare, I have I no declare. reason to be so crass to you. Meanwhile, in Greensboro, bullshit, bullshit, fuck yourself, <laughs> fuck God, you, fucking shit in your <laughs> neck. I hope somebody fucking dies. <laughs> Sorry for yelling. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, bullshit chant. Uh, Next match, jump right in. Oh, I was going to say, if you've ever been hit on the top of the head by the netting of a tennis racket, <laughs> it does not hurt at all. I wouldn't figure it would. It does yeah. not hurt. It bounces off. My cousins and I, we had a, there, there was a fucking one tennis racket yeah. inexplicably hanging out. <laughs> yeah, everyone had one tennis racket right. for some reason. So, you know, you can't play somebody else. So what do you no. do? You just bounce it off of each other's yeah. heads once yeah. you figure out it only hurts when the wooden part hits you. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you occasionally do that on accident. It sucks. Someone yeah, cries well. and then they tell on you and then you're like, we agreed to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> he hit me first with the net part. <laughs> we he moved both, his head. We were both doing he it. He moved his head. <laughs> but then you do it hard and you got that little like grid pattern yeah. on your forehead. But it still doesn't hurt. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, match number nine. Jump into this. Tolly Blanchard versus AKA Dusty Rhodes. Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Clint Blanchard <laughs> with JJ Dillon versus Dusty Rhodes. This is a first blood match. Uh, meaning the first person, first to, person to get busted open loses, which doesn't really make a lot of sense in these pay per views because there's blood in almost every fucking match. Yeah. Uh, it starts Maybe that's off, why they cut down in this one because they were like, "Look, if one we of the matches, ha- yeah. if one of the matches is going to be contingent on someone bleeding, <laughs> we can't just have blood in, in every, every single, single match." And then someone was like, threw a temper tantrum, and they were like, "But I want blood! <laughs> yeah, I want these guys to cut each themselves." So Ugh. Dusty Rhodes comes out, and he has the sides above his ears, the sides of his head shaved, and he's written Tully, Tully on his above his ears. For some reason, I don't. I don't. Is that supposed to intimidate him? So, uh, so that he can know that he's on his mind. Is he, yeah, exactly. He's like, I've been training for this fight, Daddy. I got Tully on my mind all the time. When I thought about that, I was like, that's too on the nose. No, but then yeah. I was like, it's also Dusty fucking Rose. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably exactly what it is. Uh, 
they try to uh, JJ Dillon tries to put headgear on. It's actually yeah. The, the start of this match is actually really funny. There's a lot of acting yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, because JJ Dillon, the match starts. JJ Dillon puts like the wrestling headgear. On Tolly and Dusty's like, "What the hell are you doing, ref? Look at that, that shit! He can't do that, Daddy." And then, uh, and then, so the, the referee ref takes it off, takes it and off. it's a big thing. And JJ Dillon throws and a temper like, tantrum, and then just nonchalantly turns around, pulls out some grease, some Vaseline, some Vaseline out of his tries pocket, tries to do the boxing move, starts rubbing it on, yeah. and then Dusty's like, "God damn it! Will you look at this shit, Daddy?" And so then the referee goes over and violently <laughs> wipes his towel. face off with a towel, yeah, and like, yeah, like you're rubbing like. <laughs> A dog's face and pee on the carpet. He's like, just he like, hit his Ugh. face. He hit his face so hard with that towel. I thought that he was going to come back and tell he was going to have a bloody nose. <laughs> yeah, like completely like involuntarily. He's like, sorry, <laughs> I just shoved the fucking flat of my palm into your face. Yeah, real he did hard. That Con Air hit where he drives his nose into his brain. So before the match even starts, JJ Dillon gets busted open. Yeah. but then oops, his box cutter falls out of his fucking pocket, <laughs> yes. and the referee has to hand it to him. Yeah, like, at which you point you see him blatantly put it back into yeah, his pocket yeah. as he's rolling out of the Which ring. this isn't the first time we've seen J.J. Dillon like noticeably blade on camera and yeah. shit. Like, he is not good at it. No, he's very used to before they had cameras. Yes. And it was all you had to do was fool the people in the <laughs> arena. Yes. Which is much easier because there's really only one angle that they, that you can... That they can see anything. Yeah. Anyway, fuck off. Uh, this match is super fucking <laughs> boring. The, f- the start of it's funny. The match is boring. And yeah, then I the have end... no notes about the no. actual match. No. The Everything end... is before... And then I wrote, stupid, stupid yeah. ending. So what happens is uh, at one point, Dusty suplexes Tolly, and Tolly's legs hit the ref, knock the ref out. Uh-huh. Uh, they go to town on each other. Dusty busts Tolly open. Tolly knocks him down. He goes over. J.J. Dillon wipes Tolly's foreheads off and puts some of that Vaseline on it. Yeah. Gives him uh, something. Didn't he give him some kind of weapon? Yeah, or yeah, he yeah. gave him, yeah. Or no, like it was a, a roll of quarters. He yeah, gives him a roll right. of fucking quarters, and he doesn't even really punch Dusty. He just kind of throws it in his head. Yeah. The quarters explode everywhere. Dusty gets bloodied up. The ref comes to, sees Dusty bloody first, and awards the championship to Tolly. And then Dusty's like, but he was bloody first! <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw you first. Well, classic I don't classic know, Dusty alone. finish. Uh, yeah. So dumb. So fucking dumb. And I hated it because I love Dusty so fucking much. But this match was dog shit. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah. Uh, now we get the 10th match, the titular match, if the you will. Skywalker. Not the main event, even though everything no. is named after it and built around it. Right, but the titular Skywalkers. Skywalkers. Where we get the Road Warriors. Road Warriors. Animal and Hawk. Animal and Hawk with Paul Ellering as their manager. That's right. Versus the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry. With uh, just a couple of dudes. A couple of dudes uh, with, <laughs> with Jim Cornette and Big Bubba Rogers. Uh, yeah, I think it's Condry is just wearing like a belly cut American flag t-shirt. Yeah. And like those old 70s like uh, fucking swim trunks that you would see like, like the he, hunky lifeguards wear. He was an extra in The Legend of Billie Jean 100%. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so like we said, this match, the point of the match is you have to knock both your opponents off the top of the scaffolding. Yeah, I wrote, match hasn't started and I'm already nervous. This is a horrible idea. Yeah. To win, you must throw two people to their death. Yeah. Uh, it takes fucking forever to everyone get up top because the Warriors are already up there. Oh, yeah. And then the fucking Midnight Express, like, climb up halfway and then they see the Warriors and they get scared and run back down. Yeah. It takes, like, 20 minutes for them just to get on the top of the fucking scaffolding. Which, the whole time, I'm just like, oh, my God, it's shaking so much. It's It's shaking shaking and bits of the railing are falling off. I'm just like, I can't. Somebody's just fucking dying. Yeah. Even though we know nobody died. No. Um, But, yeah, at one point, point one of the Midnight Express 
is just swinging off of yes. Hawk's leg. Yes. And I'm he's like, just kicking him, and he's just swinging. And then he he swings over and gets back on the sort of ladder part of the mm-hmm. scaffolding. Um, oh my god! It, both of the guys almost broke their yeah. fucking legs. Yeah, they get kicked off. They're hanging upside down. It's on the a scaffolding, short match, so we can just go to the end. Yeah, they're they're hanging upside down. They're all having like a chicken fight. Like the you would whole have time, on the, the whole gym. time they're punching each other on yeah. the top, I was shitting my pants. Somebody was going to fall. Yeah. Well, and there's one part, like I said, the railing around the top of the scaffolding, bits of it, the bars keep falling off. And at one point, I think it's Hawk gets hit, and he throws his entire body into one of them. I'm like, that is not going to fucking no, hold. Right? Like, dude, yeah. bad idea. Thankfully, it did somehow. So, yeah, uh, both of the Midnight Express they guys. They fall. They fall hard. They both fall. And instead of just... Going limp, it's as if they both tried to land on their feet. Like they lock their knees. And like it's you not fucking good. idiot. Yeah. Like if you've ever seen how Sid Vicious's career ended. Oh my god! When he that's broke his immediately leg, that's what exactly, I pictured. Yes. Uh, so scary. But <laughs> the real, the highlight of this match for me, and the scariest part too. Oh my god! Is at the end when they chase Paul Ellering, chases Jim Cornette up to the top. Hawk is up there. Cornette tries to slide underneath and hang. He drops, and now he was supposed to be caught by, by Big, Big Bubba Rogers. He lands up two and he, a half feet in front of him. Oh, my God. He hits hard. Knees locked. His knees shoot out from underneath him, and he lands hard on his ass. And, and it he, looked like he broke his back. He legit had to go to the hospital because like, it fucking shattered his knee. I was going to say, it, yeah. well, it, to me, it looked like he took the impact on his back because right. when his butt hit, it, hit, he it like was like... Hit See on, a spring. Yeah, he like, hit on oh. his heels, and his legs just shot out from underneath him, and he landed hard on his ass. And as they're walking out, Jim Cornette's voice is like oh. six octaves higher. Yeah. And I could 100% tell that it was not on purpose. No, no. Like, he had the wind knocked out of him so hard. Yeah. Uh, he thought he was going to die, probably. Yeah, he had He's to like, go. Get yeah. me to the fucking hospital. Yeah. He suffered a severe knee injury. Oh. Yeah. So, which is good, though, because I fucking hate that dude. Yeah. But uh, at the end of this, I wrote, I need a Valium. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a break at the end of that, and I was just like, how the fuck? And they rolled credits after that, Yes, by yeah, the way. They did, yeah, they did fucking. So like, no, I don't no, know no, how No, the they credits came any... later. No, the it cre- was. Well, well, before then, though, we had the Great American Bash promo. Oh, that's right. That's which right. shows clips from the last Great American Bash, which was just a bunch of, de- bunch of random matches, and then also, for some reason, a musical performance by David Allen Coe. <laughs> Fucking racist ass David Allen Co. Uh, introduces Dusty Rhodes and sings some shit racist songs. Oh fuck! Uh, then they come back and then they do credits. With two matches left to go, and they do five minutes of credits. So stupid. Yeah, yeah. Because I wrote down eleventh match, and then I wrote sorry credits now. Now the eleventh match. Why wouldn't they do the fucking credits at, during the intermission? Like, you had all this time to fill. Put the fucking credits in there so we don't have to get fucking Nelson Royal I have no rambling on about gay fucking cowboy about, sex. About yeah. Broke back sex. God, this whole pay-per-view made me so fucking mad. So bad. Ugh. So bad. So then we finally get to the 11th match, the Steel Cage. Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson versus the Anderson Brothers, Arn and Ole Anderson. A.K.A. the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Uh, they show up their boots. I don't know if you noticed, but their boots are the Minnesota Badgers. Are they really? Uh, yeah, colors. I did not notice because uh, I don't give a shit. Yeah, back then uh, a lot of these wrestlers were very proud of yes. where what college they went to. <laughs> yes. Ugh. I'll never understand that. <laughs> uh, I'm really proud of this college because they're the one that accepted me. <laughs> <laughs> this match wasn't 
boring, but no, I just didn't I wrote, give a shit about it. Yeah, and it was because of the way that this whole thing was set up. Right. But, because by the time this match started, I was like, I don't fucking care what yeah. happens for the rest yeah. of this. We've seen the credits. So we've seen I'd, the promos. I checked completely out of yeah. the 11th match, but whoa, boy, when we get to the next one, fucking hold on so to your just, pants. Just real quick, uh, match number 11 ends. Rock and Roll Express wins. Uh, uh, Arn Anderson has, I think, Ricky Morton up, and he's about to slam him down. Bobby gets him, hits him with a drop kick. Morton falls on Arn, gets the pin. Yeah, booyah. That's it. All right, here we go. Twelfth match. Match number 12. Ric Flair. Ric Flair versus Nikita Koloff. Ric Flair, standing in smoke. Standing in smoke, waits once again for the entirety of his music to play before he walks to the ring. So and fucking 12 minutes of an entrance. Ish. Ish. Give or take. Gets in the ring. And, and then, then... We have the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Not in wrestling. In Ever. my life. I literally wrote, what the fuck is happening? The only way is I can describe it. Video? So when it starts up, you get the old VHS lines. And I legitimately thought somebody had taped over the end of Starcade 86 and WWE didn't notice. So they, they just burnt the tape and uploaded it. Yeah. Like, this is our version. Yeah. Sorry, we lost a just little bit mom, of it. Mom taped over it now with a David ha- Hasselhoff video. Now we have a little bit of this homemade music video featuring... Magnum T.A. Magnum T.A. And his mom? His mom, someone's grandma. We don't know. It's just in, And they don't even, you don't even see Magnum T.A. until halfway through. No, it's just, okay, here we it's go. A it's a shot. Sh- it, first, it starts with a shot of the it's sun. It's a nice sunset with And clouds. then a bird flying. Right, and then you get. A, a very Glory of Love, Peter Cetera-style yes. song, yes. which I ended up shazamming, and it's called A Box That's Always Empty. I'm going to play some of it for you. By so you Matt the, Santry. This is feel. what it sounds like. And then, so you just picture like, all right, bird flying in front of the California nice sunset, sunset, right? And the VHS like lines, right? Oh yeah, the the, the bad VHS yeah. lines. There's floating. the bird, and then we get the superimposed. You're like, is this Third Eye Blind? Yeah. It's a shot. Of who we don't know First is Magnum T.A. This is my new yet. favorite song. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is my alarm when I wake up in the morning. We get a shot of who we don't know yet is Magnum T.A. Superimposed in the middle of this sunset, running down a beach. Running down the beach, um, Rocky style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to play a little bit more of the song. Just oh, we, we, we got to hit that yeah. chorus, oh, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then we see an old woman from behind. A shot over the shoulder yeah. shot of an old woman. Jumping. More running down a beach. Keep in mind, this is in between introductions of the two wrestlers. In the main event, right now, Ric Flair is just hanging out in the ring while this is happening. Just waiting. Just waiting. Then we see Magnum T.A. Guys, I really her love life so- is like a box that's always empty. She's always looking for someone to fill it, so she won't have to take a look inside. I really love Soul Asylum's new single. No man, that was straight third eye blind, baby. <laughs> third eye blind. I see diamond, 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 lead my friend. If you were to read, if you were to look, <laughs> I just like threw together a <laughs> bunch of generic songs <laughs> into one. 
if you were to look at my notes, my notebook where I write down my notes while I'm watching oh, this, if you were to look at this and follow along, it would look like I had an aneurysm <laughs> and just went insane and started writing. Serial killer yes, mode. Yes, yes. Right down here, because I wrote, if this isn't explained, I'll kill everyone. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then, in all caps, I wrote, no explanation. I wrote, I think it's Magnum TA falling in love with someone's grandma, uh-huh. and then, why? What the hell was the point of that? Why didn't they have that during the intermission instead of in between the main event entrances? So because of that, then the main event happens. Here is my notes for the main event. They keep hitting refs, so it's a double DQ. Bench is clear. What the fuck was that video? <laughs> yes, yes. I didn't give a <laughs> shit about the main event. I was so fucking weirded out. I thought I imagined it. Oh, yeah. I legitimately like had to rewind it three or four times to make sure it wasn't just in my brain. Yeah, I rewound to make sure that there wasn't some like glitch where someone had taken over my computer <laughs> yes. and like was was streaming something yes. to me in some sort of secret they live style message. Yes. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I literally turned to my roommate and was like, Are you seeing this too? Please tell me you're seeing this too. Guys, if you if you have the WWE Network, put on Starcade '86. Immediately go to the beginning of the main event and just just watch it. Just and enjoy. just be confused. And, and I, then watch the Bunkhouse Stampede promo because I watched specifically way after to see if somehow that was explained. Nope, fucking nothing. There's no nothing on Wikipedia about it. I'm legitimately rethinking this entire fucking podcast because if i have to see something like this again i'm going to kill myself i was actually just gonna say we should probably just watch that music video once a week <laughs> come back and talk about a new aspect whenever of it. whenever we reach a pay-per-view we're like we don't think it get worse than this we have to go back and watch this video th- yeah this video and select parts of starcade 86 and to give you a picture of, of it's like all the, uphill from here to give you a picture of like the old lady in the video uh, it could not be more generic mom. She She's wearing like, like a blue uh, Target shirt yes. with like slightly ruffled short sleeves. She's got sleeves. super short curly red hair. And then like khaki capris. She looks like the kid from Napoleon Dynamite if he was a mom. Fair enough. Yeah. It's the only <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Ugh. So then Ric Flair and Nikita Koloff fight and I couldn't give a I shit what happened. A single shit. They both lose. I was literally sitting there with my jaw open the entire time, yeah. just trying to figure out what happened. What was going on. Yes. It's unbelievable. Oh, my God. The, uh, it, I mean... My brain hurts now, just like yeah, talking about it I'm again. I'm trying now to just try and rationalize how there is no rationalization. How why that That's the worst happened. part. And you know what? You know what the worst part is? There might be some explanation, but since we have to wait... Until Starcade 86, 87 now. That red, we're not going to get we're it. We're not going to see the episode after this. Yeah, yeah. So we have, we're, there will never be any closure for us. Oh. This is this is that fucking note. We're going to take this to this our grave. This is that This note, is that unresolved that melody. Unresolved they note. did it to us at both ends God of this fucking damn it. thing. God damn it. They bookended us with a headache. They bookended us with making yeah. us go this fucking is the, insane. This is the NWA telling us to go fuck ourselves. Uh. Jim Crockett, you motherfucker. I regret. I might hate him more than Vince McMahon. Now. I regret everything in life that led me to this point. <laughs> uh, anyway, what's, what's funny is this afternoon, my, my daughter, was, my oldest daughter, was telling me how cool it is 
that I have a job where part of my job is watching TV. <laughs> and I was like, it sure is, baby. Not when and it makes I, you go slowly insane. I looked at it and I was like, this is a life lesson. This is a teachable moment because I said, that's right, baby. Always remember that because when you get older, always go for either a job you love or if you can't get that job you love, you make your own job. Yes. Yes. And then I saw this and I was like, scratch that. <laughs> you should be a corporate lawyer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Go for the money. Do not waste your time on this insane bullshit. Oh, my God. Ugh. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Starcade 1986. The Skywalkers. The Skywalkers. This was Again, the most the jumbled. one 10-minute match. That's it. It's like they took parts from eight different pay-per-views and then put them all in one. And just badly edited it yes. together. Oh, my God. So. Uh, join us next week for Starcade 87. Ugh. Which, we have one more Starcade, and then a and then I think a bunkhouse, the bunkhouse, the fuckhouse, and then we'll be able to go back to a, to a to another sweet WWF pay per view. Yes, uh, I'm. I've never. I never in my life thought I would be excited about seeing Hulk Hogan again. So yeah, we have Starcade '87, Bunkhouse Stampede '88, uh, because we got to see all that sweet fucking before we can go back. <laughs> then we'll go to uh, the uh, first ever SummerSlam yes. 1988. Yes. Uh, so those will be the next three to look forward to if you want to watch at home. Watch along with uh, Holy shit, guys. Uh, I can't wait to hear from Billy Carr Corrections <laughs> are next week. Yes. Billy um, Carr Corrections are. Hashtag glad we that. have him. Hashtag Billy Carr Corrections are. Hashtag Durful. Hashtag unpaid intern. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us find sponsors. Helps us get the show going. Find us on Facebook, Style and Profiling with Cam and Zam. That's right. We'll put fun pictures and, yeah. and articles and, and videos I'll even, and if stuff. I can, if I can find another source for it, I'll upload the uh, Bunkhouse Stampede promo yeah, or, beforehand. Uh, or we the, also the need video, to put a, a link the, yeah. to the um, song. Shit. No. What was the other one? <laughs> the fuck? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything. All right, yeah, that no, that video is stuck in my head. Is, I have to watch that video again. Ugh. That video is going to be like it is. It's my version of making uh, the mountain of mashed potatoes. Oh in, my god! In Close Encounters yes. of the Third Kind. Yes, it's going to be my rosebud. Yeah, I'm just like gonna when be, I die. That's going to be the last words out of my mouth. Is going to be whatever. Her life is her a box life that's a always box. empty. <laughs> or just Magnum TA on a beach. I I swear, like one day I'm going to be in my house, dead eyed, not blinking, <laughs> vacuuming the hardwood floors in a circle, singing. Her life is like a box <laughs> At which point I will be tasered by the police. I just want everyone to know right now, I'm putting this out there. If I die under mysterious, mysterious circumstances, know it was because of Starcade 86. It was because of Matt Santry. It was because of Matt Santry, and her life is like a box. That's always empty. That's always empty, because that song will be the death of me. Also, that, I mean... F- Here's what I want to know. You can't okay. use the term box when you say that. Here's what I want to know. <laughs> that means was vagina. That, w- was that the official music video? Did that run on CMT or whatever the equivalent was back then? I don't know. I fucking hope. I hope there was just some fucking country lover in his house watching I I music call videos. That country though. Well, it was like eighties pop country. It was like uh, it was like uh, Steve Early country, like the modern modern rock country. Yeah. But was there some guy watching that going, "Oh, hey, this is a nice song," and then who the fuck is this guy? Oh, I figured, in love it, with I figured an old it out. Here, here's the genre it was. Here's a perfect description of the yes. genre it was. Suicide. Bad. <laughs> bad. Yes. It was real yeah, bad. It was real fucking it was real bad. bad. So uh, her life is like a box that's always empty, and my heart is like mm. a box that's always full. 
Because of you listening to our show. God damn it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Hashtag Durville, hashtag Billy Carr Corrections are. We'll Join us next week. See you in two, two weeks. weeks. Adios. Channel four and a half.